Okay, yes, we are back. Yes, yes, it's the Jim and Sam podcast. I like what we're doing today. This is a good idea. Yes, yes. So today we're featuring Henry Winkler and Stephen Root, both from the hit TV series Barry. I love Barry. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, and we love every time Henry Winkler is in. He's such a treat. He's literally the nicest man in show business. And this was also our first time interviewing the great Stephen Root. Stephen, of course, from Office Space, News Radio, and a million other things. He's so good in Barry. So yeah, these are two separate interviews, but we're packaging them together for you as one big Barry episode of the Jim and Sam podcast. And hey, if you like what you hear and would like to hear more, listen weekday mornings on Sirius XM channel 103. And if you aren't a subscriber, go get yourself three free months by going to SiriusXM.com slash Jim and Sam. I'll be in Austin, Texas at the Comedy Mothership on July 14th and 15th. July 14th early show, I believe, is sold out. Enjoy Henry Winkler and Stephen Root on the Jim and Sam podcast. Henry Winkler is here to just, Hi. I mean, bring you. light. How you doing? Bring light to the I'm room. Robert, Look at this. You are Robert? Hey, I'm Robert. How are you? Good to see you. Introduce myself. Oh, my gosh. What a hug. <laughs> oh, what he a says guy. hello to every, even oh, people he doesn't have to say Troy. hi to. Saray is getting a, see, this is how. Can I have a hug? Oh, Bob oh, wanted a hug. Nice. That's nice. It would have been great if Henry said no. <laughs> yeah, he's not a mean person like you. Henry, what were you, I mean, during the, during the pandemic when, when there was no contact, there was no touching, you're a, you're a physical contact guy. It brings warmth. Was it that was something hard. that you were lacking? It was hard. Yeah. Now, here's the great thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I transformed my lawn to fake grass. Okay. And I have six grandchildren. Yeah. So two pods of grandchildren and their friends had uh, kind of like a, uh, uh, a sports day on our lawn. And awesome. the squealing and the yelling and the... Oh, it was just joyous. Yes. And that, I looked forward to it every week. Yeah. There were the little girls, Lulu and India, danced mm -hmm. with her, their friends and Gus and... Ace and Jules ran and played. You love to games. see it. You love life. Oh God! Do you spoil grandchildren? Do you? Uh, my 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 wife does. And I am uh, my parent. My kids always call me Mister Stricty. You know, they would wait for me Storable. to leave the house. You know, and then they would say, "Let's party." Why were uh -oh. you spoil? What were you strict about? But I I really believe that in structure comes freedom. I see. So it's like, here are the rules. Yeah. <clears throat> We're following this set of rules. Yes. And yeah. then if you can negotiate with me on why that rule or your bedtime or your curfew is not really great, I am totally open. Mm -hmm. Did you get that way? Because I, I know you, you've talked a lot about having dyslexia. Did that, did that form of structuring things or that form of like kind of no, come from that? No, it came from a form of respect I didn't get from my own parents, which I then <clears throat> write about in my... Autobiography. <clears throat> I had coffee this morning. Good. Sure. And there is a frog. <laughs> yeah, it does it to me too. There is a pond. You want to? You, you want to? You want to hock a loogie into the trash can yeah. too? Yeah, whatever you got. You know do. what? You on the radio, I couldn't do it. You couldn't. Couldn't do it. No. I no. wanted coffee this morning. I had to get my own. 
Is that true? Yes. Yeah. I'll get you coffee. Oh, thank oh. You. you're so nice. <laughs> we no, would, I got, we, we, I got no, it. He got it. He got it already. I got it. He got, got it. it. Yeah, I got it. I got we would it. never allow Henry to leave just to get Bob coffee. Henry's a nice man. Hen- that would be yeah, hilarious we would send Bob out. If he left. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know how mad you the fans would be if Henry left to get you coffee? So how are you fans? How is everybody? We're very good. We're great. We yeah? are very good. We're happy to see it's you. good in here. How is it out there in the radio verse? I think it's great. I was actually thinking about you because of your disposition, right? We've been uh, on the show. We love playing clips of people losing their minds on airplanes. Right. And the anger and the rage. Like the, the, I these think moments. about what I would do if that happened on my plane. Because if that mother tried to stop me from getting where I needed to go, I don't know. I, I would, uh, I, it, part of my strategy would be using my belt. Doesn't the narcissist, <laughs> doesn't the narcissism. <laughs> so there is the rage inside you. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, it is so self-contained. Yes. Until someone tried to open the door at 35,000 feet, at which time I would take their Adam's apple and push it first. <laughs> hey, hey, leave my girlfriend out of it. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, <laughs> so the narcissism of it, of, of the selfishness of people, because I've had a flight delayed because of guy acting up and they pulled him off and the delay wound up putting us into a weather delay. So it was just a nightmare. Oh, it's horrible. Traveling is hard enough. And and then you have people either um, uh, on alcohol or they actually have a real a mental crisis or drugs. It is, um, th- there are like 300 people on that plane. One person cannot change the destiny of 300 people and not uh, pay with their Adam's apple. Right. <laughs> You'll tear it out of their throat. Yeah, or yeah. their scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Yeah. The two hands, Henry. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a very primal way of fighting. Yeah. Go for the Adam's apple, tear the scrotum, whatever you can do. I'm <laughs> telling you, there was a show on the air once called Banshee. I and, love that show. Uh, I did too. Oh, it was a great show. And he was the toughest man on television. Yeah. Banshee. And uh, the bad guy literally ripped the trachea out of somebody's <laughs> yeah. throat and handed it back to him. Yeah. When, when was the you last- You know who did that too? Uh, uh, Maguy- uh, not MacGyver. MacGyver. No, I, I did MacGyver. <laughs> no, um, what's the other one? MacGruber? MacGruber did it. That MacGruber. was his MacGruber, the, the, the throat snatch. You yeah, right. take those throats yeah. out. Yeah. When was the last time that rage came out in you? We don't see that side. Yeah, I've never seen no, that side. No, no, no. I, I, I'm telling you, disrespect. Just that will move me from zero to 60. Wow! Did you ever like with your parents? Did that ever kind of like work itself out, or was it was it no, always there? No, never did. I once said to my father when I was about twenty-three, standing in our overly carved, heavy furnitured uh, living room, I said, "You know, Dad, you never listen." Yeah, yeah. I said, "I never listen. I'm I'm a bad father. I give you everything, and and you're sure. Yeah, I'm a bad father." I said, "Dad, it was so lovely having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the last one." Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did they ever come back around when you, when you hit big never. and you became? Oh no, they came. <laughs> they they came around. Sure, they were the co-producers of Henley Winkler. Uh, All of a sudden, they were the reason. Right, right. And you, yeah. you never, Everything started to work. Except who cared? 
You yeah. didn't? Did you, not? Did you just? You, you were like you weren't interested at that point. I was not interested. Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, and so that is why I am such a, a different parent, because um, we supported our children and what they wanted to do. We listened to our children when they had. You know, a herd child is a powerful child. If if your child feels that they exist and they are heard and that they have a say. No matter how young they are, they have they have a, a center that is just powerful. That's I it. believe. Yeah. Do you? Do you? I'm not a professional. <laughs> when you, but you, yeah. I you've only talk like one on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> do you like? Do you forgive your father for stuff like that in the sense that clearly he had his own insecurities, or do that you... is such a good question. Let me think about that. No. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> No. Good for you. And you know what? The The fact is, I admire they escaped Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started new. But no matter what your trauma is, you don't see the child that is in front of you and figure, oh, he has a problem. Oh, we, we, we could do something with this here and not just say he is stupid. Yeah. yeah, and you went the opposite way because a lot of people do the stuff that made their life miserable to their kids, and you went the you opposite know what? way. Your parents are on the tip of your tongue. When my children were young, my parents would come flying out of my mouth, and I would say, hold it. That is not what I meant to say. I'm taking that back. Here, this is the way I wanted to say it. Yeah. yeah. I don't yell at my kid because my mom yelled at me. How old? He's nine. Nine. I, but I, I gave him permission to say, Dad, you're, you're getting loud. So when he says that, I'm like, okay. You're Do you right. know what? Yeah. I, I can't tell you what a gift that is. Yeah. I don't even know him. And I just know that it it just makes him feel so calm. Yeah, I Good. told him. He can't say that when I'm yelling at his mom, though. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, yeah. Of course he can. Does he ever say, put down the pipe? Yeah. 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 It's got cracking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Did you it works really, out really well. I don't even know if we've ever asked you this before. I didn't. Did they offered you grease before Travolta? They did. I, didn't, I, I don't was know if offered grease. Now you know. Listen, this was really well sought out. Uh, a man in a uh, mumu uh, <laughs> produced the show, and uh, he came up to me, and he he uh, you know sashayed in, and a, a lot of fabric behind him, and said, "Would we'd like you to play uh, Danny Zuko?" And I said, "You know." I've just done the Fonz for 10 years. I really thank you, but I, I don't want to be typecast. I went home, I, I opened a bottle of water, put some ice, and then John Travolta did it, and he went home and bought a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you weren't typecast, huh? I was not typecast Look at until you. the next day. <laughs> For eight years. It took me eight years to get another gig. Can you sing? Huh? Can you sing? No. <laughs> Neither can John. Yeah, Travolta can't either. What are you talking now, about? Two brothers came up to me uh, during Happy Days, and they said, we want to make a record with you. And I said, I can't sing. They said, it's okay, because we're gonna, you're going to get one note, and you're going to get it right, and then we'll get the next note, and then we'll piece it together. And I said, I can't do that. That's like a big nothing. I can't do that. No matter what you offer me, that is 
a lie. It's not something I can Yeah, that's crazy. It, it would be kind of like a Frankenstein song, everything pieced together. Oh, feel like my it was... God. I, I could never look anybody in the face. Yeah. We yeah. just watched an audition of somebody, and I didn't like that they leaked it, but it was him auditioning for some actor auditioning for a musical, and he sang badly. Mm-hmm. I think they shouldn't have released that. No. It's just... no. no, because you're trying as hard as you can in, a, in, a, in an audition, yes. and it, you don't get it, you don't get it. I auditioned I... for a musical once. You did? And I, I can't sing. And I sang yeah, Happy right. Birthday, and it was... How does it sound? It was bad. How does it, it sound? Was, I was like, happy birthday. And then I tried to get really... Were you Catherine into- Hepburn? <laughs> <laughs> I turned into a drag queen. <laughs> to you, darling. Please hit the keys And then uh, my fair lady opened. <laughs> without you. And you've done a, a lot of stage stuff, or no? I have. Uh, last night, I saw a play. Uh, it is two and a half hours long. There's no intermission, but it is so beautifully written and beautifully played. Uh, Leopoldstadt. In the very theater, I did the performers for only seven performances. Wow. wow. Now, do you like theater or like I doing love it? it? I mean, performing. okay, here it is. My dream. My dream is to get back on Broadway and at least be nominated for a Tony. That is it, the beginning and the end. So much work, though. It's oh, but it is so worth it. It's so fulfilling. It's so exciting. Yeah. Every night, the audience is different. Every night, you have to be there in your best self in order to wrap your entire energy around that room, that theater. Yeah. And if there's a balcony up there, too. Yeah. And, and you, you obviously you won. I think the Emmy for uh, right for for Barry. For Barry. Yeah, last which, season, which starts. Uh, let's see, we say Sunday at nine o'clock. No, uh, it, it is it's on, on Sunday. Oh, it at is ten on, okay. o'clock on HBO. Uh, this week will be the fourth uh, series, the okay. fourth uh, episode. Have yeah, you ever, it, follows, have you ever it follows Succession, which is a pretty. That's how you know, like, yeah, that's what. If you didn't realize what a huge show Barry was already, it's like that's the block Succession and Barry, oh my which goodness. is. Have you ever taught Incredible. in life, like acting or anything? Have you ever taught anything? Yes. I, I've taught, I, I've actually taught five classes. Uh, I The the first one was at uh, Gary Marshall's uh, Blessed His Soul alma mater years ago at Northwestern. Then I did Here Comes the Boom in Boston with uh, Kevin James, and I taught three classes at my alma mater, uh, Emerson College. Emerson, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great school. And then I went to uh, North by Northwest, the, uh, not, that's uh, a movie, yeah. South by Southwest, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the festival. And I taught two classes there, wow. one with uh, Darcy Carden, who is my castmate, my good friend, who is an improviseur par excellence, and uh, an acting class. And then uh, Vulture.com, the, uh, you know, the, the um, whatever they call it, the website. Yeah. They hold live uh, a, a live festival in L.A. every year, and I taught two classes there, and one at the New York Acting um, and Film School. When you teach a class, a, a bunch of students, you're not exactly sure what any of them do. What what, what what's your I'll starting you exactly. thing? Yeah, I ask them to come up and do a scene. Now, sometimes they are really good and they do the scene, and then I stop them. All I want is that an actor tastes something they haven't felt before or they haven't thought of before doing that scene. That's it. I'm not trying to get them to be the greatest actor in the world. Just move 
off their axis, which is what happens all the time with Bill Hader, who is like a genius. So he directed every episode this year, and it's like Herculean. And I would do my, uh, you know, rehearse and, and memorize at home, thinking I know what I'm doing. I'd go to the set, and he would take me on a journey I had no idea existed when I was working on it. Which is probably gives you that uh, a similar energy to theater. Where, Unbelievable. Like, it just stuff is happening. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really bring a bunt cake uh, to the set? I do, uh, okay. I, but but I don't <laughs> do nice. it. I, I did not do. I didn't bring a bunt cake in 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 the middle of a scene. No, of course not. No, I, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he called me and he said, you know, I'm going to tell the bunt cake story, but I made it funnier, <laughs> and so he threw me under the bus. But he, the thing is that I bring a bunt cake um, uh, at least once a month to the crew. Because they are so great, moist chocolate, mm. uh, mushy chocolate chips, mm. no icing, mm. dark chocolate, and I put it on the uh, crew table. They probably love it. I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of you bring it for you and for them. You yes, enjoy I it do. as well. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. obsessed with that Tom Cruise cake. Have you heard about that Tom Cruise holiday no. cake? Oh, does it kick you? Uh, he gives. <laughs> 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 he gives like this coconut cake to people every Christmas, and I'm just obsessed with getting on this Christmas list. Why do you yeah. want Tom Cruise's coconut? Because cake? it's supposed to be the best thing yeah. ever. But, he's but not, he is he make not it. the I'd most? I'd rather get the bunt cake. Is he not the most amazing thing in person? I, I've never met him, but he seems like he's pretty. No, awesome. but every time you watch him, I, I, I'm t- he he's just a miracle. Yeah. That he just keeps doing these stunts. He's so comfortable falling out of a plane and chatting with you while he's falling. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you and never want to. Top do that Gun stuff. was, except for there was a a movie called Triangle of Sadness. Yes, that was great. Unbelievable. That's what the show was but, until you showed up. <laughs> huh? Is that true? That, until you showed up. Now it's oh, a good time. Oh, thank Thanks God. Better. Now it's a square of happiness. But uh, <laughs> Top Gun literally was one of the best movies. Of the year, hands down. It was great. I, I started. I started in Sweden. You did. Yeah, we were flipping out, going USA, and they were like, "All right, relax." Why were you in Sweden? Um, I was doing comedy. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. they understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the only country that speaks one language. Yeah, that, you know what? That is really true. everybody else speaks yeah, English we, second language. We we're just better than everybody. Thank you very much. That was my attitude too. We are. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me, when you, when Tom Cruise does stuff like running down the Burj Khalifa and all this, how do, how do you get insurance to say okay to that? To the biggest star in Hollywood doing that? Well, here's my my take on it. There is a wire that is attached to him that they paint out yeah. very carefully, frame by frame, when the movie goes. But he is first of all, I want to say he's made so much money he could pay the insurance. Yeah. You know, he's the one person who doesn't need actually to have like a plan, you know, an insurance plan. He is the plan. But he is, I don't know. I mean, they they showed him uh, driving his Vespa off the lip of a mountain. Yep. That is... I wouldn't even you jump off shark. my bed. I did. <laughs> you did a lot. And yeah. can I tell you, I was frightened when I did that. You were. Yeah. It's scary. It is. Uh, no more scarier than being with show. Barry because you never know. You did it in a leather jacket. 
I did, but we ripped out the lining to make it easier. Yeah. You did, yeah. Whoa. Um, are you are you like I know this is the fourth and final season. Like, how does it feel that it's over? And and is there any possibility there would be more, or is this truly it? I don't think there is any more. The, the um, Alec Berg and uh, and Bill Hader, who actually came up with this at a coffee, having coffee in the morning, they were about to get up and leave, and one said, "Oh, oh so what about a?" An assassin who wants to be an actor, they sat down again. <laughs> and I think they've moved on to other things. Is it, when you know something is ending, like did you know Happy Days was ending before? They kind of tell you in between yeah, seasons. I, I, had, I knew, but it was time. Yeah, We had done it for 10 years, and it, you know, thank you. It had jumped the shark? No, I oh. don't think so. <laughs> you don't? No, that's only that guy down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, listen, it's America. He should live in hell. He got a board game. Yeah. It, we're still talking about it. Yeah. But we were on the air. We were number one for like four years after that. Yeah. You know, People so. forget that, don't they? Yeah, you yeah. were number one when I was a kid. Yeah. And you weren't even on. Yeah. They, they went to other generations. Yeah, we had a. I, I'm I'm very proud. Yeah. As as a matter of fact, uh, the Fonz watches Barry. Really? really? Yeah. What does he say? He gives me notes. <laughs> oh, that's, great. <laughs> that's great. Is there anything? What are you doing after? Now that you're done shooting this season, yeah. what, what, like what's your next project? Well, one thing is I'm looking. One thing is I have uh, with Lynn Oliver. We have our 38th children's novel coming out in September. And it is uh, about a little duck who is ecologically aware and she dreams about being a detective, detective duck. I've written an autobiography, which is so scary. Um, and that comes out October 31st, the day after my birthday. Wow. And uh, and then other things. The autobiography, you probably went into areas that you hadn't gone into before. Do you know what I realized? The 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 overriding arc is um, I didn't know who I was, and then I finally had to figure out. I was an unbaked cupcake until my late fifties, and then finally I started to get ready for icing. What did that for you? Uh, uh, Finding a great therapist, uh, wanting to uh, shed this little boy that was locked inside me that was like like almost um, burned into my bone. I had to to cut him off with a Bowie knife. Truly, I, I didn't realize all this until I looked back at the at the process. But that is the what the book is the all of the experience getting me to being authentic instead of just talking about being authentic. How amazing is it? First of all, like, right, you, I'm sure for a period of time you thought you were never going to escape the fonts. That, that is you, true. Right? And now... I don't care. Not only do you have Barry, right? Yes. There's this whole entire amazing fan base that just knows you from Barry. Yes. But you're part of the Scream franchise. Yeah. You know, you there was, there was a callback to you in that first movie in this latest movie when they were in the scream killers thing like yes. looking through everything oh my gosh i want to tell you we uh comic cons yes 
Comic-Cons, let yes. me just say they fall out of the heaven. Yes. I, they are one of the great things to happen on the earth. And I was with five members of the original cast, um, Nev Campbell, who is as delicate and lovely as the, when I met her the first time in the 90s. And we were all together. It was surreal. And are you surprised that that fan base is like, yeah, we love you from the... I'm sure when you sign up to do this movie, you don't know it's going to be a franchise. No, because... You don't know it's going to live forever. Do you know what the real story is? Uh, um, I knew Wes Craven, the director. Yeah. And I had sushi with him uh, once a month. And he said, I have a small part in my movie. Would you like to do it? I said, can I think about it for... Yes, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to do it. Now I go and do it. And now uh, I am told... They can't put your name on the movie or your picture on the one sheet, the the poster, because you're the Fonz, and you will knock the balance of the horror off. And I went, okay, but I'm in the movie. I got paid, so hello. Yeah. So now they show the movie to get the um, audience's notes and as I come on the screen, I get applause. And the same men, very small men. Little men. <laughs> the same men who came and said, we can't put your name on the movie, said, excuse me, would you do press for the movie? Oh. I said, oh. oh. I use that very expression. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> you wouldn't put my name on the movie and now you want me in for the for the movie and for the director. I said, of course I will. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. In the new one, one of the big things is going back through all the killings and Woodsboro yep. and everything. And when they're going through this room that is this shrine to all the different ghost face killers, there's this there's the knife, there's it calls right back to that scene where your character unfortunately met his demise. But I, I said Henry Winkler again is part of an iconography here. When I was being stabbed in my classroom. Yeah. Your principal's office. The principal's office. Yes. Right. Yes. The the director, Wes Craven, came up to me and he said, do you think it might be a little more excruciating? Do you think you could scream a little louder? I said, yes, sir. (laughs) I do. And I will. Beautiful. How satisfying is it? And we know you have to go too, but how sa- when they, they don't want to put your name in the movie and you get the applause and you know you've, you've won, even though you didn't... That, you know what? Here we are in 2023 talking about the fact that I was in Scream. Yeah. And here it is. Here is... This is crazy. It just came to me. When I first got here from drama school and I did plays for free at the Manhattan Theater Club, which was on the east side in a very small building... And we did some uh, a Polish uh, uh, play about that the actors are the high priests and the communication between the characters is God. I don't understand what the hell I was doing. I didn't have a headshot. I didn't have the money for a headshot. And the other actor said, well, you've got to have a headshot. They've got to know who you are. I said, if I'm good... Somebody will figure out who I am. And all, and boom, there it is. Scream. Didn't put my name on the movie. We're talking about it today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, look. Where uh, is that tiny, tiny man? A little, a little I, I can't man. Find him. He's so small <laughs> under someone's foot somewhere. Really? Uh, they use him for salt you, uh, and pepper. <laughs> are, you, are you excited that you're going to be uh, fly fishing soon? <gasps> I tell you, I live for it. I know. If I, I eat time yeah. in order to get to that stream. Me too. You do too? Yeah. I you, play, you do? Yeah. I, I just started <clears throat> Japanese fly fishing. Oh, the tank without camera. a reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've never done that. Oh, that it's looks awesome. hard. It's real. No, it's easy. Yeah, it, yeah, because the the rod's this big. Yeah, and it telescopes out, so you can get into my rod is that big too. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, the final season. But it telescopes out. It's season four. Yeah, Sundays <laughs> I crank it. Yeah, when he jumped over the shark, it dragged across the water. <laughs> it was its own fin. <laughs> Well, welcome Hello, to the show, Stephen Root. How are you guys? Good, how you Come doing? Come on in, sit I'm down. Good. I'll try. Barry is, of course, uh, on HBO, new episodes, Sunday at 10 p.m. Yes. I mean, at this point, you know, actors always talk about uh, being worried about the next project, and, you know, I don't know when I'm going to work again and everything. <laughs> Does it come to a point where you're like, yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 100 years old now. If, if you don't know my work at this point, it's like, that's okay. I'll, I'll stay home and pet the dog. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it already. I did it. I'm fine. done. <laughs> I, I, I had, we had Henry Winkler uh, last week, and I had not seen, I'd only seen a few episodes of Barry, but after Henry, I went right back into, like, started from the beginning. Oh, very cool. It's so good, man. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable yeah. show. It, it's all writing, too. The writing is phenomenal. And then you've got great actors who can improvise, and Bill who can direct the hell out of shit now. So yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's really great. I'm so uh, happy. I, I'm annoyed that I'm not caught up, but I'm happy no, I went no, back no. into it's it. No, 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 it's okay. Take your time. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, it's nice, too, when you go back and you just get to enjoy the show that way, like at your own pace. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of rushing And it's an it. easy binge. Yes. It's a half hour. Yes. You know. You could do a season and uh, like watching two movies. You're like, I can't. There's no way anybody else has pulled off being on episodes <laughs> of Succession and Barry back to back. I think have, it's my greatest triumph. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, showing up. I'll as, be remembered for that and Office Space, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think, right? You're doing news radio mm. for all these years. Playing this character, it's the it's the it's the it's the cornerstone of the show. It should be the Fonz, and then you do something else, and people are like, "No, Milton in Office Space." Like Jimmy James <laughs> that, is not the one. That's it. Are you still doing stuff? Great. <laughs> I loved Office Space. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those people who's popped up every. Like you're in everything. Like you know what I mean? Like there's a certain guy that just uh, you, you're not a character actor. Would you consider yourself that? I consider myself. Uh, only that. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a character actor, always wanted to be a character actor, and my goal was to be a working actor. And that, you know, that I've been able to do. Yeah, because this is, uh, the, the example I always use is a guy like J.T. Walsh. Sure. Who people, his face, like everybody knew yeah. J.T. Walsh's face. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of guys that uh, that you love. You don't know their names, but they're but they're great character actors. They can do almost anything. You, uh, I'm not including myself in that. No, no, you should. <laughs> but there are there are a number of unbelievable and and all the guys that I loved, you know, the 30s and 40s, all those guys that you saw in all those films when there was a studio system, because they could come walk in and do you know one movie and then they walk over across the lot and do another movie. Um, but those are the guys that I emulated and loved. You know, guys who came from vaudeville, basically. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, do you do you enjoy the fact that I feel like you're one of those guys that everybody knows you from stuff, but also you're unrecognizable a lot of times Hopefully. from from show to show. <laughs> uh that that's the thing. You know, you you want to delve deep into his character as you can and and it doesn't work unless it's grounded in reality. You know, unless you're that guy for in real life in your head. So uh, so even if you're just on for like one scene, doesn't matter. You'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, y- the ultimate uh truth in that is seeing all the people who played smaller tiny roles in Barry mm-hmm. see through through these seasons beautiful wonderful actors doing just a tiny bit and it, it, it's like not the size of the role it's the it's the quality of uh, of the scene even in season one it's very obvious that they will uh, remove somebody from the show by killing them uh, like <laughs> they, they, like they're not afraid to do that like not afraid, been a couple no. of really good people who I got into very much and yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't believe they just fucking killed that guy yeah um, <laughs> the, uh, Bill and Alec Berg great producer that he is um, wanted that from the start and went said this show is going to walk the tightrope of comedy and real violence and they're not going to mix we're never going to mix them it's going to be violence and it's going to be comedy but you know, it's going to be real if it's going to be violent. Well, they have him doing things. Like one, one problem shows do is they want someone to be likable so much that they'll only allow them to do an unlikable thing if it's 100% uh, steeped in some kind of a justification. But with Bill, they've actually they've had him do a few that you're like, yeah, that was just kind of brutal. Like they've, they've put him in the position where yeah. that's not the most fucking likable thing he could have done. Right. He just had to yeah. kill somebody, so he killed him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's playing a real real character with PTSD, and you're not, and he's not getting better. And as the season's going, he ain't getting better. Uh, So in that sense, I think the naturalistic tone of the show works. You know, this is real people and he's fucked up. Yeah. Have you, when you're trying to figure out what a character or who a character is, because you've done, like Milton is a good example of somebody who, that's not necessarily all on the page, right? Like you're, you're, and it's and, and yeah. you can you can sometimes go out there yeah. with these characters. Have you had any that you've that a director has been like eh, not not quite that like bring it in or are your uh, instincts really yeah well, really good? The, the, just for the Milton thing, um, we had been doing King of the Hill in the Fox lot, right? And uh, and Mike wrote this movie, and so he got like four or five of us said the network wants to to read it. Can we? You want to go over and read it? And say, okay. And and Mike said, I'm 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 going to read Milton, and you're going to do I don't know what the, uh, the the guy who dies while he's he's <laughs> he's um, the psychiatrist. What yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you do him. You do one of the Bobs. You do, you know whatever. And I said, okay, great. And then on the walk over, he said. Uh, I just want to watch it. You do, Milton. <laughs> I said, thanks for the prep. <laughs> and uh, he showed me the two-minute pencil sketch that he had voiced. Uh, and I said, well, I, I want to take him into a more, I want to give him a lisp, a tiny lisp, and I, and, and soft, you know, soft, and not a, not a big guy. And that's the way we went for that. So, yeah, I, I gave him my gut read of it. And you have to, you have to give your gut of stuff like that. And and then that's the director's job to say, yeah, maybe, but maybe if you go this way too. You know, so it's happened many times in my career. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. find sometimes that they they think they know what they're looking for like in a in a, right. a breakdown for an audition they'll say, oh, "Well, we want this and that." News radio. 
um, Paul Sims was looking for uh, WKRP, a guy ten years older than me. Mm. He's looking for he was looking for that, and and I came in and I said, no, nah, I'm not. Uh, you know, let me let me do bend him this way. You know, bend him, make him a little more mysterious, and yeah. and then Eccentric. Paul wrote to yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and then Paul wrote to that. So. Yeah, you give your gut, and then you know. Hopefully, that works out. What, yeah, what they put down in a description is not always like if you, when you show them something different. They might be, oh yeah, that's what. Oh, I actually want. I like that better. That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my favorite uh, uh, Jimmy James twist was him revealing that he was indeed DB Cooper. <laughs> that was probably. <laughs> I love the DB Cooper. <laughs> I do with the parachute and everything yeah. on it. I uh, do. I do remember being in 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 jail with with Andy. <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting time. I would imagine. <laughs> have you ever read for a Stephen Root type? Like, have you ever seen? I've seen that in, yeah. in breakdowns. In uh, yeah, uh, I think they even had that in Barry because they weren't. They didn't. Uh, Henry and I were the last ones cast on that show. Wow. So, uh, they were looking. Yeah, they hadn't decided whether or not they wanted a contemporary for Bill or you know, like an older guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when they finally thought of me, I think it was like a Steve Root type. And hello, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Is there any anything you've turned down that you, like I always I'm always fascinated by roles that people turn down. Yeah, that become amazing, and you're like, do you wish you had done it, or do you think it wouldn't have been the same if you had done it? I, I I've never experienced where I oh gee I wish I would have had that role. I've had a lot of experiences of not being able to do roles because I'm doing another role. Right. But, I've uh, never had that experience. Yeah, you, you have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, lucky me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, not really. There's nothing I've coveted that I I think I should I should have done that role that I can think of offhand. No, I've I've been lucky enough to have a lot of singular opportunities to do stuff that's well written. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it nice jumping in like doing three or four different shows a year and like just you're not getting stuck in one place if you don't want to be stuck in one place. Yeah, there's a lot of people who do. You know, they have a strength and they want to do that and that's what they do for their career, but that's not a character actor to me. I mean, I always want to be different. I if I'm doing you know, if I'm doing West Wing, then I want to do uh, dodgeball right after that. You know, I want to I want to mix it up as much as I can because that's interesting for me. That's not necessarily true of all uh, actors. Well, it's also like super interesting to me with you that it goes back to you not being necessarily recognized is that even in something like Dodgeball, which is a comedy as is news radio, as is office space, it takes you a second before you realize, (laughs) wait, that's the same. Different guy. It's the same actor. It's it's the same person. I mean, do do you feel any type of way about watching yourself back? Once. You've only watched yourself I'll, back once. No, oh, no you I'm will saying, watch. It I will once. watch it once, and some stuff I won't watch once. It's too weird <laughs> yeah. because I th- probably many actors say, you know, I, I wish they would have used another take rather than that one. So then, so then, what do you watch? You're in everything. <laughs> so like, what's I watch all the good shows like Succession. Yeah, I know I was in it for a second, but no, no. You just I, have to start skipping scenes no. on like every sitcom you know what that's I like ever right existed. Now? Diplomat. Have you seen that? Yes, I've heard, I've heard I just that, yeah. started She's it. She's yeah. amazing in it. And Rufus Sewell, mm-hmm. who was her husband in it, I worked with in Man in the High Castle. Mm-hmm. He was the head Nazi. Mm-hmm. And he is unbelievable. I really think that's one of those shows that is super well written, kind of like 
West Wing meets newsroom meets, you know, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that people who enjoy watching themselves, like, because I've known people like that, like, I hate watching myself, and I know people who are like, guys, I'm on. <laughs> and I'm, Why aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they fucking do it. Like, it's yeah. it's humiliating. I, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Are you more comfortable doing it alone or in front of other people watching? Oh, my gosh. I, I'd much rather be alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and see it first. And then if I have to see it, like, for a premiere or something else, then it's like, okay, I've, I've seen the worst, and I can get through it. <laughs> I want people to be able to react, react naturally. Like, I never want yeah. to feel like they're reacting because I'm in the room or, right, exactly. or to be polite. Sure. I, I get that 100%. Um, my wife hates being... Um, uh, watching herself even more than I do. She's uh, she's a great character actor as well. She actually got on to a Barry. She played Sarah's mom in the episodes when she goes to see her mom and dad. Um, so that's the one episode that's banned from your household entirely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Will not watch it, even though she's brilliant in it. Yeah. Are there any, is there anything you've been on that you're like, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm in this, I could probably really <laughs> enjoy watching this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so. You ruin but, things for yourself by <laughs> acting in them. It's like, oh, him. <laughs> and then, no, no, it's it, a good piece of work is a good piece of work and yeah. Uh, enjoy it all. Did you did you like doing news radio in the sense that it lasted multiple seasons and you were on every episode or do you or you know, even movies that you've done where you're a, a, a huge part of them? Or do you get antsy it, doing it, anything for It depends long. on where you are in your career. At, yeah. at the time I was doing news radio, I would very much wanted to be on a show, you know, because I had a kid and, uh, and I had to make a living. Yes. Um, the fact that it turned out to be a magic show, which, you know, there's a couple that you get, uh, was a lanyap. You know, I got yeah. to do it for five years with amazing people. But at that time, I, I really wanted to be on a show in in in. My life now, do I want to sign a seven-year contract? Probably not. Right. You know, I want to jump, uh, enjoy jumping uh, into small indies. Uh, I'm going to do a bigger film in London this year and, and then come back and do some maybe TV stuff. But, yeah, I like jumping around now because, uh, you know, there's only so much time you got to play on Earth here. Yeah, and you can. In this body. Yes. So, yeah. okay, yeah. let's go do it. Yeah. At what point did you get confident enough to feel that way? Like, how far into it, what was the thing where you went, yeah, I'm always, I'm, I'm going to be fine if I'm not doing this? Probably after news radio, I felt like I was a well-known enough commodity not to an audience but to casting director okay mm. so uh they knew the work and i figured nothing else I, I can get in there and and try for it you still have to read uh i haven't for a while but uh i would i yeah i mean bill wanted me to come in and henry to come in and say would you, this is not an audition but it's would you show us what you would want to do with this and we said yeah of course we do we want we want to see if we're on the same page sure. with you uh, so we both came in and did that. So it was not really an audition, but uh, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll I, do I, I don't do I don't do, you know, straight auditions anymore, except for a lot of voiceover uh, uh, staples that I never get. Really, <laughs> I don't get Chevrolet. I oh. I don't get I yeah. don't get those kind of spokes jobs. Yeah. 
But I, I, I try to get them every once in a while. But that, yeah, that's the only audition I do is for voiceover stuff. I like the idea of not auditioning because you won't get it if you audition. <laughs> if you don't audition, you'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> or if you audition, uh, you have knocked yourself out of the job. Yeah. Uh, well, so I wouldn't I, do table reads. I, I've been yeah. cast on a few things. Never anything long term. Uh-huh. But I would never do table reads because I was convinced I was going to be fired. Uh-huh. So I would always avoid them. Yeah, that you happen? could lose a job in a table read. What's that? You could lose a job oh, yes, in a table read. Oh, yes, you can. I've heard Easily. of it happening. Easily. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, I've, heard it, I, I've heard that happening quite that's a few like, times. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no security. <laughs> no. It's like, I got the Welcome. job. No, you didn't. Welcome to the business. <laughs> After, we talked to someone not long ago who that happened to where they said it was the table read, uh-huh. and it just, they could feel that they were bombing. Like, they just knew that they weren't in sync with the cast, and then afterwards they found, well, it might have been a comedy. Ready? Ready for this? Table read of news radio. Mm-hmm. Who 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 was the part that uh, played Joe Rogan? Um, um, Raymond, Raymond. Oh, uh, 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 oh, Jesus, Ray Romano. Ray, Ray Romano. Romano. Really? Ray Romano was playing Joe's part. He was cast he, originally. He was cast. He did the. T- I don't know if he was cast. We were doing the table read. I think he was. Uh, did the table read, and everybody's. You know, this is this is a fast group, and Ray is. Well, da da. You know, his his speed his was cadence. different. Than, than what probably this show would go, so they let him go, and, wow. and we got Joe. And Joe comes in. Yeah. And then Ray went on to and obscurity. It's the best thing that <laughs> ever happened to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Joe, like, isn't it crazy yeah. how that worked oh, out? Like, yeah. Ray will tell you that. He's so happy that I wasn't on that show. That it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah I, I'm I sure his... in the moment it's like soul crushing, and yeah. then you just give it a little bit of time, and you're like, oh. Oh yeah, I guess I'll do my Wait own. Wait a minute, show. I have my own show. Yeah, it's lovely. Then Letterman can discover him, like you know, as yeah. opposed to having been on that show right. first. But it just seems in that moment that's probably so embarrassing and crushing. It's so weird, yeah. It's so weird. And you get kicked um, off. It's happened. It's happened to all of us, and uh, it's just part of the business. Yeah. yeah. Do you just develop that? Do you just develop a thick skin where yeah. you're like, this is Hopefully. just. Hopefully. Yeah. This is just. But does that mean you can't enjoy the successes quite as much because? <laughs> You just can't allow yourself to get that invested? No. You're, when you're standing on the soundstage doing the lines, right. then I have the job. Yeah. Right. But only until then. Right. I, I don't believe it until then. Wow. I, I don't know. believe I'm not going to be cut out until it airs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's true, too. That's true, too. Have yeah. you been cut out of anything? I did five scenes with Arnold in Kindergarten Cop. Wow. <laughs> five scenes. And he said to me in the chair, you are so fucking funny. <laughs> and I got completely cut out of that movie. Wow. Completely <laughs> cut out of that movie. Did they ever tell you why? I have an elbow in it. Oh, that's nice. An elbow. That's more than funny. I've gotten in a normal yeah. movie. Did they tell you why they cut you? Uh, it, it's, the movie started afterwards, and it's uh, they didn't need the subplot. It's, Which I yeah, get. That's it, happened to me in several. Uh, white. Uh, oh, another, another movie, same thing. Had scenes at the beginning but they decided they didn't need the subplot and that's another thing that you have to condition yourself to be okay with right white oleander yeah it's not about me nope it's not my performance nope. it's not anything it's just that character that character doesn't need and to exist time and time yeah we, we have this much time for this movie wasn't there a captain where they said captain january or something an apocalypse uh no full metal jacket who had a bunch of scenes and and uh it was just totally it was like cut a out. co-lead or something in a mm-hmm. kubrick film and the whole character was just removed. Oh. I, I don't remember why it happened. Maybe it was for time, or maybe it yeah. just didn't fit. Oh, it fit. happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. I've had scenes cut, but I never. I've never had a subplot like that's you know <laughs> a, whole a whole subplot with many scenes cut out. Yeah. No. How do they let you know? 
if the director doesn't call you, that's bad forms. But the directors always call you. I didn't get called. I found out when we were doing yeah. ADR. Really? Yeah, it was like oh. this is going to be in the uh, in the, uh, the the director's version. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> How, How much residuals do I get from that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Shitty way to find out. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Have you ever uh, had to? Do anything where you're like, you know what? I got to stop taking certain types of roles for a while. Yeah, because yeah. people are hitting me in this one direction. I did. I did a sitcom right after I did news radio mm-hmm. called Ladies Man, with one of the greatest casts ever. But it was kind of a not well done. Mm. It was the writing was not good. Get this cast: me, mm-hmm. Betty White, Sharon Lawrence, Kaylee Cuoco, Cuoco when she was 16. Wow, uh, and. And uh, oh, one other person, but oh my God, it was an, an incredible, incredible cast, uh, and it just wasn't well written. And mm. and wait, I forgot the main the main guy, Alfred Molina. Wow, I love Alfred. Fred Molina, Molina was the lead of that show, and all these other people. It lasted a year and a half. Wow, that was it. And, and, and at to... the end of that, uh, the, to get to your question, yeah. the end of that, I said. I got to get out of comedy land for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I waited and and took, you know, guest starring roles on our dramatics until I got a recurring on West Wing. It's awful to have to deliver lines that aren't funny when when someone else writes them and you know this. You know it's bad. Stinks. Especially yeah. you're coming off funny. In, like a brilliant show. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, is this is this bad? You know it's bad because you're yeah. just on you know something it's bad really good. They tell you to push harder. Uh, they tell you to push harder, and it's like, I can do that for you, but it's gonna blow. Yeah, <laughs> that's why yeah, Barry yeah. must be so nice because it's it's like there's so many great. It's legitimately funny. Like, I never laugh watching shit, and I I laugh out loud watching the show. It's so mm-hmm. goddamn funny. Yeah, it is. It's got to be nice to be on something where you have complete oh, faith in the writing. Absolutely, it's it's heaven. As I say, it's, you get a couple of heaven jobs in your career, and this is one. Does your agent start to panic? When you go like, yeah, I don't want like I know that all these like sitcoms want me to do this type of this thing. This guy, they want me to be a boss on a show. So right, I, right. I, I want to do that. Uh, no, they didn't freak out. Uh, they get they, it. They, they, they got it for me. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was lucky in that respect. Yeah. And do you? Was there any point where you start to panic a little bit, going like, man, I thought that the big dramatic role would come sooner than this? Or? You know what? I had a balloon, which was King of the Hill. Of course. I had a balloon. Of course. So I could survive yes. for a while without, you know, having to take stuff. So I, I consider myself very lucky for that. That is. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially when it's stuff you like. Yeah. Like so many people have to do something that they, you hear oh, years later, like, I was awful. fucking miserable the whole uh-huh. time I was doing that. And yeah. I mean, it's nice to make the money, but it just. it's uh, Everybody has to make a living, but, you know, so. Did you realize, like, was the success of Dodgeball a surprise to you in the se- only No, the I thought s- it was a funny script. It was great. It's yeah. like but but just in the sense that the pitch is like no, it's based around <laughs> professional dodgeball, like competitive <laughs> dodgeball. Like no matter what the cast is, yeah. Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and like yeah. it does end up being a comedy classic. Oh yeah. But like I always think about movies like that like at the ground stage. How do you get it off? Yeah, well this was a first time director. I think it was Vince's first uh Really big, big movie. He'd done a lot of indies, like the uh, the smaller ones. But swingers he, and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, swingers and stuff, but he hadn't done a huge movie. 
And that was, I think, the first huge movie for him. It was the fir- uh, first. Right, because it was right after Old School, right, where mm-hmm. he had kind of been the side. Yes. Yeah. Now he's the lead. So, and, and I wasn't a name, and, uh, uh, you know, half the people in that weren't. Yeah. Weren't Justin. Justin was, you know, had done one other movie. That's right. Than, than I had done. And, you know, yeah. Really? So, yeah. But I thought the script was funny. And and I and and I told Ben I want to do Rick Moranis, and that's what I did. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Have you directed anything? I haven't. That's that's not something that I'm. Uh, you know, that's not my type A personality type of thing. I like putting people together. I'd like to produce something, uh, and I've I've pitched some shows as a producer, but n- directing doesn't doesn't hold it for me. I I I enjoy. Being character actor too much. When you see actors directing, you wonder if it's just at a point where, like, because you guys know what's working, what's not working, you can feel it. And enough times of having a director give direction that you go, "This is idiotic." That it's got to make people just want to go. I just want to direct it. I just, I know what I'm doing. Sure, I think that happens to that. a lot of people. Uh, it happened to Pamela Adlon on Better Things. She said, mm-hmm. "I'm tired of being an actor doing shitty stuff. I'm going to write, produce, direct." And that's what she did with that show. And I think that happens to a lot of people. And that's why Bill wanted, came to town. He didn't come to town to do Saturday Night Live. He came, he came into town to be a director. And, and they pulled him into that, and he got to do all that. But that's not why he came to town. And he directs wow. every episode of Barrett, which is, it's crazy to act in it and direct it. Like, does he have to watch back after every take? Is he yeah, watching? he'll yeah. run back. He'll maybe do two takes. Maybe. And he'll run back to Alec or whoever's in the chair and go, was that good enough? <laughs> and, then and then go on. Yeah. Now uh, he takes his acting seriously, obviously, because he's great at it. But uh, yeah, he didn't. He doesn't give himself much time to act as much time as he takes to direct. When you talk about uh, writers and directors, how great was it when you realized, oh, the Coen brothers enjoy casting me in things. This is, this is good. Uh, I was a huge fan of their stuff well before um, I did my first one, um, and 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 a huge fan of John Goodman's, who mm-hmm. did a lot of their stuff yeah. as well. So when when I got to I I, I was a straight audition for Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, and I did did that for them, and then uh, they were able to put me in some other stuff after that. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I just enjoy their dark, like Barry, sense of humor. Yeah, and it's original too. Like Barry is yeah. like I think one of the reasons Barry's so great is not just because it's hilarious, but also because it's clearly an original take. Like this is a guy's vision. I feel like yeah. old brother and everything the Coen Brothers do. It's like it's there's there's a purpose here. Oh yeah, this is what they wanted to make. Oh, they storyboarded most of their stuff to the nth degree. Not that they wouldn't throw out something if they said, Nah, I don't want to do that. But they all had their storyboards for every film very very particular do you like working with directors that are particular like that yeah yeah because they 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 know what they're doing and and this whole season of barry Mm -hmm. his was bill's vision of eight episodes uh and that was that was almost easier to do than the other seasons with other directors because you could short speak it you knew you knew exactly what he wanted and we would finish early almost every day that's great. Yeah. And also, I'm sure, by season four, he knows exactly what he wants, but he knows exactly what he wants from all of you. He trusts exactly. you to do your thing. He's oh, not do asking you to do weird... and then nudge it yeah. if he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything worse than something that looks really good on paper? 
or it's, it's a great concept and it's just ruined by people who are not performing in it. Like there, there are things that get ruined behind the scenes by people, the editing or, or, mm. or the, no, it's got to be this way, it's got to be that way, and you're like, that's just not good. Yeah, well, it, it's an editor's medium. So, um, you know, I, I give all to them and the writers. But uh, I think what's really wrong these days is there's no more in-room casting. So you can't, t- when, when, when these people send in their tape that they tape themselves, uh, you're not able to see whether they can be directed, whether whether they can do, whether the, you can, director could say, yeah, but go this way and that, and they'll go, what? Yeah. But I did it this way. <laughs> you know, you've lost that, uh, the uh, to be able to get a role in a room. Yeah. You've lost it. You can't. It's uh, like finding out an Your personality. It, do you want to work with this guy for three years? Or is he an asshole? Is he coachable? Yeah, is yeah, he coachable? Yeah. And and you've lost all that now. So I. Uh, and when you're sending it in on tape, you're doing it 40 times. Yeah. And sending mm. the best one. We're in a room. You don't have 40. You times don't to have do that it. luxury. Which you, is why I've gotten a couple things on, on tape. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's a detriment to what's happening these days in terms of casting because yeah, you can do it right after 40 times once, but. Can you get in the studio and then do it right on the day? Yeah, I never thought of that. Some, is, can someone be directed? If someone is doing something wrong, will they be able to adjust or exactly. adapt on the fly? It's a big deal. And, yeah. If you can, do you, how much improving do you guys do on that? On on on, on Barry. On Barry, uh, everything was scripted, but Bill would come in someday and say, "I don't want to say that. What do you want to say?" And that would happen a lot, a lot. But they were all improv artists. I wasn't. I came straight from. National Shakespeare Company doing plays in New York and doing all, you know, all, I came from that background. I didn't come from, so it was originally much more difficult for me to go, just just play the character and let him go. You know, I wasn't used to doing improv. So it was a learned thing for me through the four seasons. I could do it by the end, but, you know, it's it, it was interesting for me. It's something I learned as an actor. So you do pretty well, like, West Wing was pretty to the oh oh yeah I mean, no you if you missed an and or a but uh-huh. then you did it again right yeah. who wrote that was that Aaron Sorkin yeah oh, he's known for like wanting every single oh, yeah. word exactly yeah, the, oh the my goodness I did I did a couple of newsrooms as well that's yeah. like very stickler for exactly for the words for the words you can't there's yeah. no room to maneuver mm-hmm. but you're good with that yeah I'm as completely fine with that because again that's a vi- that's the a vision. That's a, it's a writer's vision, but it's the vision of exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm fine with that. And Sorkin's vision has been proven. Been to okay. Be, proven to be pretty. He's good. done pretty well. He's done all right. Yeah. He's, he's done all right. Is he the funniest guy? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but he's done very well. You've been listening to SiriusXM's Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. New episodes every Tuesday, with full shows weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern. On SiriusXM, channel 103. Visit SiriusXM.com slash Jim and Sam for a free three-month special offer.